I know. Oh, it's already started. Here, come here. Come on up here. Yeah, that's your friend Jessie. You know her. You met her a hundred times. Does he miss call out when she's not, not here? Yeah, yeah. And he needs to show off for whoever's mm. around as part of it. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 48 of From the Van. It's a podcast from my van where I have conversations with people who have relationships with residential vehicles. I'm your host, Marty Benson, and today's episode features Jessie Leonard. She's a fascinating young lady from the wine country in Northern California, uh, Napa to be exact, and she's living in a 99 Dodge conversion van with her giant, young puppy of a German shepherd, Shasta. Uh, we had a really good conversation about um, sort of her ambition to move around the country uh, doing work while also finding the place that she wants to end up. I, I feel like that's a theme that we hear a lot um, from people who are, are moving around in vans. It's sort of like, I want to see places, I want to travel, but also I'm eventually going to want to settle down somewhere. And this is a really good vehicle, <laughs> pun intended, for figuring out how to uh, where you're going to be. So um, that's sort of what she's up to. We had an interesting conversation about her her job um, and finding that job. It took her a, quite a long time to find the job that she's got right now, uh, but she seems to have a really good idea of how she's going to port that into something that's a little bit more lucrative and a little bit more aligned with what she wants to do. I hope that you enjoy episode 48 of From the Van featuring Jesse Leonard. Um, Jesse, I don't know your last name. Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Where are you from? I'm from Napa, California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Born, nor stayed around in NorCal. We moved around a little bit, but pretty much Napa's the hometown. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've heard of it. They have uh, wine. <laughs> Lots of wine. And yeah. auto parts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, that too. <laughs> um, uh, what, what brings you... you were, so we're in San Diego County right now. Mm -hmm. How long have you been in your van? Uh, since end of August. Okay. So I think we're coming up on six months now. Right. Mm -hmm. What put you in there? Why are you in it? Um, well... The main idea was just to travel. Mm -hmm. um, I'm 25, so there's still a lot that I know I want to see. Mm -hmm. um, but I think now, like that, I've been in it for so long, you get, you get like random realizations about your life, kind of, because you just have all the time to think. But um, yeah, like what? <laughs> um, well, just I guess certain things about like childhood, like things. I don't know, things that kind of suck that you like repress a little bit, and then. Um, yeah, just kind of the ways it, the ways it manifests as you like get older and how you like interact with people. Well, don't say anything that you don't want to say, but I'm okay. fascinated by this, <laughs> so I would love it if you expand on that. Um, well, so I've always kind of had an, a like weird relationship with my mom. It okay. kind of started when my parents got divorced when I was 13, uh -huh. and just diving right in. But <laughs> yeah, go for it, go for it. Um, That's what this is about. Yeah. Well, um, so she basically, I found out just a couple years ago that I found out about the divorce before my dad did, um, oh, wow. like a couple months before. And, um, because he said that he told, he found out like, or that she had kind of told him that that's what she wanted. Like a month before they sat me and my brother down. Mm -hmm. Um, and my mom mentioned it to me like two months or three mm -hmm. months before that. Um, but so she was kind of on this like whole, like, I guess re I don't know. She kind of got 
push back to this like teenage phase where she's dating and having a fun time but i was 13 and also sort of going through that or like mm-hmm. maybe figuring out what i wanted to do with that mm-hmm. and uh the whole time there was this kind of resentment that was like slowly growing towards her because she introduced me and my brother to every single one of her boyfriends oh. and whether we saw them again or not we met everyone mm-hmm. so that was really weird for us. I, my brother's four years younger than me, so of course I take on the protector, and um, that's a whole other thing that I like figured out about myself. But um, <laughs> in terms of like all that stuff, though, with the divorce, um, my dad made it very clear that we were like number one priority. He, I only met two of his girlfriends, and one he's married to now. Mm-hmm. So in the last, the first one was an accident. Mm-hmm. We weren't supposed to meet, and they, he actually broke up with her because she didn't want to fall in love with him more by meeting the kids Mm. and so my dad's like we're a package deal you can't have me without them Mm -hmm. and ended things and that's the woman right before he met my stepmom so um so that kind of i did go to counseling for it and for like that kind of side of things um in college it was really awesome they offered free counseling with these like grad graduate students that needed like a certain amount of hours but so they were really talented but um just weren't like licensed therapists yet but um and yeah, I talked to her about it after I kind of worked things out a little bit. But um, so now, like, I feel like that, that I've been in the van, I've understood where she was coming from. Like, we're, I don't know, just I, a lot more forg- forgiveness kind of comes out. Mm-hmm. But um, but also knowing that, like, there's certain things we need to work through. So, so even since college, we've we can't really spend more than like five days together (laughs) Mm -hmm. and in july i spent three weeks with her and the night before i left was like a huge blow up so it's funny like a few days before that i was like wow this is really good like because it had been a few years since our last big fight and uh, i was like i guess we can like spend more time together which is like all i want but um then we had another just like yeah big blow up about it was a huge huge miscommunication about something that doesn't even matter anymore like it was like so so dumb and i like always kind of try to take the high road and she doesn't usually (laughs) she Mm -hmm. takes things very personally and reacts really quickly and says things that are just completely out of line um we had this one fight when i was in college when we were in colorado and it was just her and me on this trip and so i couldn't leave if like she said something and she says we like i kind of say something a little snarky and sarcastic and she immediately like says because i was having issues with some girlfriends in college and she was like this is why none of your friends like you and i was like a 19 20 year old like tears like immediately tears and i walk and like take a little like loop we were on this hike so there was this extra little loop but like it was like at the very beginning too like the hike hadn't even started yet and this happened and it was on like the second day of the trip out of like a four-day weekend and uh yeah so i was just like okay suck it up like she apologized um, but I could usually like for, there was this other fight that happened like a year before and I had to like, I didn't talk to her for like four days. So mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do that now. Like I'm in another state with her alone. We have to like, I have to just suck it up and like, yeah. and we just kind of didn't really talk about it. So, um, after the, what happened the summer, my dad said like, you guys should probably go to the counseling together. And, um, I took a week after I was home back in Napa, finishing my van. I, um, I just wanted to like think about it and also not like make it seem that my dad had told because she like gets really weird i think she doesn't fully understand or like that me and my dad are really close like, yeah. Um, yeah we're like I t- he knows everything about me like mm-hmm. all the weird details of my life like he pretty much knows everything um and it yeah i think that kind of rubs her the wrong way because i think she wants that relationship mm-hmm. with me 
but at the same time doesn't really put in the work for it. Sure. Um, but, but yeah, again, she's kind of doing her own thing. She's learning a lot of stuff on her own. So, um, yeah, so the, the nice thing about this is I feel like I have had a little bit given her in my head kind of this a little bit of forgiveness. Good. So even if are like, you communicating? So that was in July, the, the mm-hmm. like good three weeks followed by yeah, the like big blow up, <laughs> bad, super bad moment. There. Yeah, yeah, we do. We talk. We talk like once a week. Okay. Um, it's not about like anything super like in depth. Like I don't know. She, I, she, I do ask her for help with like I just had, did like a website relaunch. So she does. She's used to edit all my papers in college. So I just sent her stuff just to make sure my like grammar was right. Mm-hmm. Sure, if there were a couple typos in there, but um, and like formatting, she kind of helped me with mm-hmm. um, just to make things make sense for people visiting. Um, so like certain professional things we talk about, but um, and she'll sometimes asking me about like my dating life and things like that. But it's never like I have way more deep conversations with my dad and yeah. stepmom and that than I do with my mom and. Uh, great like i love my stepmom too she's definitely taken up so- certain things that have been kind of left to the wayside with my mom so um that's yeah that's been great i actually yeah. married my stepmom and my dad this summer so oh nice. yeah i was the officiant it was oh, great cool. we, everyone cried it was a be- <laughs> in the in, a be- in the best way but but they had been together for a while you three years at that point yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um was your mom when you were i'm, I'm i take it that you were living with your dad primarily yeah yeah i lived with him as for- a like Older well, in high school, no, it was back and forth, 50 oh, okay. so, so she was close, and you yeah, yeah, we were, town or whatever. yeah, yeah. They, I think at one point maybe Max lived like 20 minutes apart, mm-hmm. but yeah, pretty much like they still talk. Cause my brother's younger, and he's going to going to college, but um, I don't know. That's yeah, that's the funny thing I learned like later in life. Like if you have a kid with someone, they are going to be in your life the whole time, even if you guys aren't together. Like because yeah. <laughs> you have to deal with that kid yeah. together. But my dad has, I've. I've had a number of relationships, mm-hmm. all of which, I mean, aside from the current one, have failed. Mm-hmm. And one of the things my dad always says is, man, he's like, you can you can get married, you can buy a car or a house or something like that, but mm-hmm. when you have a kid, it's permanent, yeah. you know? And he and my mom are still together, but mm-hmm. one of the things that, that you say uh, about, you know, spending three good weeks with your mom and then, like, having this super traumatic but meaningless blow up at the very end Mm -hmm. i find that that happens with my parents a whole lot Mm -hmm. and i don't know to what degree it is them being scared for me Mm -hmm. or scared for themselves or disappointed in my various life decisions (laughs) or whatever you know but i it's so bizarre because it regularly happens that mm-hmm. whether the visit is three days or a week and a half or whatever, um, it's just like this. This anxiety makes shit go south at the very last moment. Yeah, for it's no always the last one. Reason, I, and right? I used to do it too a little bit. Like when I'd go to college, I'd start picking. I'd pick a fight with my younger brother, like at the mm-hmm. end of the summer or the winter break, or even like with my dad. And it's like something I was unconsciously doing to make goodbye easier because I went to college across the country in Florida. So right. Like, I don't want to be around you anyway. Yeah, sort of. Th- yeah, to make it so that much easier just to like leave and not see them for three months. And because uh-huh. I never, I never went home for Thanksgiving because they only gave us four days to like have yeah. a break. So like two of those days would have been traveling all t- all the way to California. But um, so I think that's something I learned from my maybe my mom, maybe my dad. I don't really know. I don't know how to blame it on, but <laughs> um, I've become more aware of it. So I do try to like take a step back and. Um, watch that i do get a little bit of like hot-headed too and yeah. critical um so i do try to take a step back from that but yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be it's good to be aware of that. One of my most consistent low moments, I think, especially with Colette, is that and I find that, you know, sort of I guess everybody does this, but when I I feel like when she's in a bad mood, I'm strong for a little while mm -hmm. and then when she turns into a good mood again then I'm like I have this hangover from it yeah. or whatever you know and it turns me into a jerk and I hate that and <laughs> and when I see that I'm doing it it's great if you can see that you're mm -hmm. that you're about to pick a fight with somebody because yeah. you're, you're gonna have to leave them or something and mm -hmm. head that off and just not do it yeah and be more honest about like the feelings that you're actually feeling, which yeah. is this sucks. I'm going to yeah. miss you, but I'm excited to go do what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so where, where were you? You're 25. Mm -hmm. Where were you before the van? How did the van come to be? Well, right after college, I, so it was two years, three years ago. Um, I started seeing it on Instagram, but mm -hmm. I, and I thought it would be, I was dating at the time, so I thought that would be a fun thing for him. And he was younger though, so we would have, we were going to have to wait like three years until he graduated college because yeah. I was a senior and he was a freshman. Mm -hmm. But, uh, we, I think we like saw it, thought it was cool, but I wanted to travel internationally and because I hadn't done that at all. I really wanted to go abroad for a semester. I'm glad I didn't because most of my friends who did were behind because they didn't offer the same classes when they were abroad. Um, I graduated in four years, which was like the best thing ever. But um, so I wanted to get that kind of checked off my list, see a few things abroad and then start my career. So actually the, the plant, I was working in wine for like after college up until I moved into the van. And uh, As that you was, do when you grow up in Napa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the once I had kind of done, I went to India six months after graduating college cool. and then um, went to, I think, I did like a little road trip at a Mini Cooper, so I drove up the Pacific Northwest and mm -hmm. came back down. Um, it was like three weeks, um, and I also visited my mom in Sandpoint at that time too. But um, then, excuse me, in 2018, I went to Australia, New Zealand, and Bali, and um, wow, it was great. Um, that was only for a month too, so that was kind of the downside of work. Like obviously, when you're working, you can only take so much time mm -hmm. off, but. I did have a pretty good gig. Any any person I talked to doing tastings, I'd tell them like where I can just come back from or where I was planning on going like soon. And um, because the wine the wine industry is busiest around harvest, which is in fall. Okay. So after December um, is like basically I would basically have four months of time that I could. They'd only really give me a month. I'm sure if I asked for more, they would have been fine with it. But also, like, you just get broke after a while, so yeah. you have to come back and keep working. I didn't know that about wine. You're on the same schedule as the Emerald Triangle. What's that? Weed. Okay. <laughs> like, up in up in Humboldt, okay. Mendocino, uh, mm -hmm. Eureka, and all that. It's the where, same season? Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, harvest season yeah. is always fall, right? Yeah, but like, that's true. But, like, everybody mm -hmm. that I used to know who was, like, um, participating in the Northern California mm -hmm. weed thing, they would, like work real hard in late summer through fall yeah. and then they'd be like yeah, done the jet the setting out in Colombia or yeah. something. Well, that's the big know, thing in like winter. people who, when you said the triangle thing in wine, you can, a lot of people will work in Napa, France and Australia and oh, do that so you can bounce year around. round. Yeah. Killer. So like, people do that 
for like years they'll travel oh. to those different places like four months at a time um and maybe they'll switch to like italy instead of france or new zealand sure. instead of australia but um everyone always cool. comes back so there's a lot it's really cool because there's a lot of international people in napa um a lot of in, they, they're like interns they're not getting paid much and the wineries usually like house them and feed them and just they like yeah, learn if, if it'll um, get you to a new yeah i almost i wanted to i'm well i might still get into it because I, I love the industry like i mean wine's delicious and <laughs> yeah um the whole like process of it, I found really fascinating. Mm -hmm. And eventually I was thinking about going to New Zealand, like living in a van there and bringing my dog with me. Um, but and working in wine, cause that's a big industry there too. So, mm -hmm. um, but, Oh, I'm trying to, we're, we're talking about getting to the van. Right? Oh, I like get on tangents. The van. But, <laughs> no, um, so after I had finished traveling in my head, like was kind of done for now of traveling internationally, at least to the places that it was like affordable. Um, I was actually gonna move to San Diego mm -hmm. um, a year ago, and everything was falling through. Like nothing was working out. Jobs I was applying to, trying to find roommates. Any like lead I had would say, "Sorry, we're going with someone else." Or um, especially with jobs, like it's really hard to get a job someplace if you don't live there because they sure. see the address. And even mm -hmm. though I was trying to work in wine or maybe beer, but um, here like it's so competitive getting into beer, so mm -hmm. like I didn't really have a chance there. But most wineries weren't getting back to me, even though like it's a Napa on my resume. Mm -hmm. um, so that, yeah, just nothing was working and I think popped up again on Instagram and was like, oh, this is a good option. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just kind of perfect time because I was kind of tired of working in wine, at least at the place I, I was at. Um, I would go back to working in wine, just the winery I was working for. It was very upscale and you kind of have to kiss a lot of ass and I just wasn't mm. uh, like, I got, I got tired of it and um, I started losing my filter and <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm, I can pull up. Can I swear? I mean, I already kind of did, but <laughs> I can pull yeah. up resting bitch face really fast, right. um, which helped me a lot in India. But when you're trying to work in customer service, it's not so great. <laughs> I do. If you look up the winery's name, you can find a couple bad reviews under my name. Completely like validated <laughs> because I was following. They were all about like we didn't allow children, and so uh -huh. someone, some parent was like, "My little angel isn't wasn't allowed there." Like, and Jesse like wouldn't let us in, mm -hmm. like, and, like things like that. So that was like that was I, honestly the funniest part of my job was mm -hmm. having like bad reviews written about me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just tired of that environment. It was very competitive and um, because it also was a high-end winery, there was a lot of like that kind of classy or I don't entitlement. Even know entitlement for sure. But even like my coworkers were all very, they're about like brands and like mm -hmm. there's one guy I worked with who I love, but like he would, he said, I only drink wines over 95 points. So there's like a whole point system. I don't know if you know, or like whatever, but like it's like if you get over 95 points it's really great but also those wines tend to be over a hundred dollars a bottle mm -hmm. so in some of them he had an insane wine collection and a lot of them were over like he probably had a couple that were like a thousand dollars he used his Ooh. credit card a lot for that <laughs> um so i don't even want to know what his credit card statements looked like yeah. um but there, a lot of people see it as like a future investment but he also did drink all of, like you can sell that for a lot more money um but at the same time i think he did drink it for mm -hmm. a lot of the time <laughs> but yeah so just tired of that world so what kind of van are you in? I'm in a 99 Dodge um, conversion van. It's a Ram 1500. Um, yeah. Do you stand more. up in it? No. Um, some quite. people, some of my, I know people who can in those kinds of vans. I'm just, I'm 5'8". So mm -hmm. I think people I know who can stand in those are like sh shorter than like 5'4", 5'3". Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice because it's more room than a cargo van like Christian's, but mm. um, I, I can't fully stand up. But I can stand up to change. I have to like bend my head like this. <laughs> oh, I've been but, doing it for a year and a half, man. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, and let's talk about Shasta. How old is she? 
She's 10 months. I okay. was doing the math wrong. I thought she was like nine months now, but she was, uh-huh. like, yeah, she's 10 months now. But. So she was a baby when you moved into the van. Yeah, she was four months old, I think. Yeah, she's like lifetime van dog. Yeah, she is. She only really knows that. She is horrible in houses. She doesn't know what to do with her with all the space. <laughs> um, and she's like not really house trained. Like she's potty trained in the van and in her crate, but there's so mm. much room in a house. Like It feels like it's outside. Yeah, she's just like, oh, here's a carpet. I'm going to go here. <laughs> um, she started getting better towards the end of Christmas, uh, Christmas, like break sort of that I was having up in Napa um, mm-hmm. to see my family. So, But like the first few times I was like, sorry, mom. <laughs> I feel that way. I slept in, in my parents' house when I, I flew back right mm-hmm. before Christmas for a few days. And I slept in this giant room without yeah. my dog and mm-hmm. without my girlfriend and i just i couldn't sleep man yeah. <laughs> the walls were so far away yeah and- well yeah when i was there I, there was one i drove my van up there so i could sleep in it and yeah. um there was one night it was in the sh- like in the mechanics overnight and so i was forced to sleep in the house with my dog and i didn't get any sleep because also it reminded when i was living with my dad i shared a wall with my him and my stepmom mm-hmm. and they stayed up and they usually stay up until 11 watching the news and i go to bed with because she wakes me up at 6 a.m or sometimes 5 30 in the morning mm-hmm. um i go to bed between 9 30 and 10 so yeah. i sort of drift off and then the tv comes on and i wake oh, up boy. again and then shasta's barking because she wants to go hang out with my parents mm-hmm. um Luckily, the, the the issue when I was living with my dad and sharing a wall with my dad and stepmom was the noises. <laughs> There's time I times I had to say, guys, or like the next morning, because obviously like they don't keep their phone by their bed, but and they're definitely not paying attention to that while they're doing that. Um, <laughs> but like the next morning, I'd be like, yeah, you guys should have played music. Like, <laughs> and there's been times where I hear the music, to, like after I reminded them, they would turn the music on. I'm like, okay, I'm going for a beer. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm not going to even be in the house because I don't want to know what I don't even want to know what's going on right now. But I'm happy for them because that means like they're in love and they're enjoying themselves. <laughs> but <laughs> sharing the wall, like having the rooms adjacent was yeah, that's really intense. not great. So that's super intense. Yeah. I have never been in that in that position with my folks. <laughs> they like each other, I think. But I'm happy to report that I haven't yeah, it's, experienced it's it firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's it's not great. <laughs> so she's a German Shepherd. What does she weigh? I think she pounds? might be 80, 80 pounds now. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and she's still growing. She is. How is it being in the van with her? When I can get her exercised, it's fine because she mm-hmm. will just kind of nap when we're not out at the park or on a hike. But um, when I was I was up in Bend, Oregon, and I had to like work at an actual job, and if I if the shift was a little weird, I couldn't take her to the dog park twice a day. I can only do once. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, God. Anytime I drink beer, I start burping. But <laughs> the and she was in her more teeth like she does still kind of teeth like she'll chew on things but it's more out of boredom but she was still kind of teething at that point so Mm -hmm. it was just worse most of the damage in the front of my van is from when i was working and couldn't get her out all the time Mm -hmm. um like seats are in shreds the upholstery like this is like decent because it's like all plastic mine has this like fabric kind of front to it around like the handles oh, yeah, and yeah. she's she ripped the fabric off and started like pulling at like little foamy pieces off of it um the seat like the driver's seat the foam can completely come out mm-hmm. because she like detached she stripped the fabric off and detached like was able to like get the cushion off so oh. i can still put it back and sit on it <laughs> um but there are points where there's like springs so i keep uh-huh. a blanket next to it to like oh, <laughs> add to the yeah, just in case you get stabbed or whatever exactly yeah so that's, that's a project when she kind of calms down because i just i don't see the value right now in like replacing all that yeah. if she's just going to tear it up again don't bail water out of a sinking boat right yeah yeah, yeah. but and of course and i'm sure and there might be comments on this too i've tried the sprays they don't 
don't work. <laughs> oh, okay. I've tried two different ones. They'll deter her for a day, and then like it, it goes away, and she goes at it again if she's not like uh-huh. tired enough. So, um, I, and she it was funny because she was at first targeting my seat in my area because she was like, my mom didn't take me on a walk. And, you, yeah, yeah, she was targeting like my stuff and. Countless shoes have been destroyed. Um, oh no! Yeah, and I think she's eaten ten pairs of my underwear. I know you said Colette keeps her underwear in the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the glove box. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's only yeah, it's only dirty underwear, which is the grossest part. But um, usually, I can keep them like away, so I haven't had. Yeah. I haven't. There hasn't been any, any underwear casualties in a while. But mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't it weird that they call it a glove box? When was the last time someone wore gloves? Unless it was just cold. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I know my mom used to keep gloves in her... In her glove box? Not, I don't know if she put it in the glove box or, like, in the little, like, cup holders. Oh. Should have put them in the glove box, because that's what it's named and what it's yeah. for, yeah. or it used to be for, so... But yeah. <laughs> I can't even reach mine, because the, the van's so wide. Mm. I have to, like, scoot into... I have this little platform built so that Shasta, since she's so big, can sleep across, like, the middle and the passenger seat. Okay. Um, And I was, like, anticipating it. When I got her, she didn't really... She would sleep in the middle because she wanted to, like, have her head or, like, she wanted to be close to me, but now she just takes up the whole thing. <laughs> um, but I have to, like, sit on that to get into my glove box, because yeah. it's just so far away. What, so. sort of, uh, what sort of gear, amenities, and whatnot do you have in the van? Um, I know you got a max fan. I that. do have a max fan. Um, I have two 100 watt panels with 200 amp hour batteries. Mm-hmm. I have a. I don't have a Dometic. Um, I just didn't want to splurge that much, so I found yep. like an off brand one that seems to be working great, and it was like three hundred dollars. Awesome. Um, and I don't have lights in my ceiling because I figured like I was gonna be outside all the time. And I just have string lights and keep it bright enough. And if I want to read, I just I have a headlamp that cool. I put on when I'm reading. Um, and then. Um, in terms of appliances, oh, I, I, yeah, I've wired like a little outlet next to my bed so I can charge like a little USB thing. Um, but in terms of like gear, like adventure gear, is that sort of, but, no, I was okay. just thinking just, about like vehicular habitation okay. sort of stuff. Yeah. Just very bare bones. And it's funny. I actually didn't use, I haven't used my fridge or my fan. Oh, I do have a water pump, which like a lot of people go for like the, what's it, the, um, the hand pump or yeah. the foot pump and I found a pump for like fifteen dollars and I was like I can figure out how to wire it, put a little switch on it and yeah, it's the simplest thing ever and So do you have a sink or you just I have, have a, a sink, little spigot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I have a sink. It's pretty big honestly. Like yeah. it, um probably I don't I just all the review like reviews or like videos people made on YouTube one of the biggest complaints was how small their sink was. So mm-hmm. I made sure to kind of get one. It's like, it's a bar sink. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, it's a square. So I, I knew I wanted to do like a cutting board kind of thing on top of it. So, yeah. Yeah. I made the one in this van out of mm-hmm. a salad bowl. Nice. Yeah. I saw um, those too, but I didn't know like where I'd find one. I don't know. But oh, I ordered it off of Amazon, yeah. but we got, Colette just picked one up from Ikea for oh. the new van. Bigger van, bigger sink. Nice, yeah. Um, yeah, my sink's massive for the size of my van. Like, I probably... And I'd never do dishes. It's it's actually more like dirty dish storage than to actually... Because I don't do my dishes... Oh, my water pump wasn't working until this week. Like, Dave helped me with all my electrical. So everything's working. My fridge is finally running. I thought my batteries were... Uh, drawn too low and like damaged, so like I'd have to replace them. Um, but they're fine. They're like today it was at like 14.3 or something, like really high. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> I have cold beer now, which is and like veggies because <laughs> I'm most I'm trying to be fully vegan again. Like the fresh vegetables are like the big the thing you the only thing you eat, so mm. not having a fridge was a pain. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I can't even imagine like that's <laughs> it's so weird like straddling these two vans because we have this van that's mm-hmm. completely like ready to live in yeah been lived in and mm-hmm. all of that and then we've got the excitement about the new van mm-hmm. and it's got a little bit nicer mattress in it oh, yeah. 
and we're working on it all the time and so we've been sleeping in it mm -hmm. but then this is parked around the corner and i'm still using it for all of my you know yeah, you're cooking and yeah are you gonna keep this fridge or just get a new one and no we've got a new we've got a new fridge coming hopefully um when we find a buyer for this fan they're just wanting like what it is yeah you know what yeah. i mean because that's i <clears throat> and, and this might be a decent segue we'll mm -hmm. see um <laughs> i've found living in the van that there are all these realizations um and the one that you led with is way more pivotal than, than <laughs> anything that i'm about to say but like mm -hmm. there are all these realizations that like um the things that you think are going to be difficult aren't yeah and the things that are difficult are things that you didn't expect mm -hmm. and and then e even in a more trivial sort of way, but very, very functional utilitarian sort of way, mm -hmm. this thing that you thought went over here doesn't belong here. It yeah. belongs over here now. And it might be because you have a dog or just mm -hmm. because of ergonomics or oh whatever. Oh my God, yeah, I've had to move things. But like, she's figured out how to open my cabinet. So yeah. like we're, what used to be the food cabinet and one was like the toiletry cabinet, I swapped them because mm -hmm. she was getting into my food and eating like a whole loaf of bread and getting into the <laughs> peanut butter jar and like open, like she didn't, I don't, I mean, she has very like dexterous paws because mm -hmm. They're webbed and like their German shepherds are just so smart. They can like right. do anything. Figure so it out. yeah, so it's like, I think it was like a mix of like turning it, but also just sheer force, just mm -hmm. ca like ripping caps off of things to eat things. She like chewed up my toothbrush once, but so, but yeah, I've had to like move clothes around for her. It's com it, yeah, I feel like most of it is to accommodate her so she doesn't destroy as mm -hmm. much stuff. But I did have a couch. Well, I do have like an, a slide out bed couch thing. It's an L shape. So that I kind of wish I sort, I did something like this if I did want a couch because just two pieces, mine is mm -hmm. like five, oh, uh, wow. like moving the, all the like cushions, up, like different directions. But then when I was, it was starting to get cold. Um, the cabinet that was holding all my bedding, I was starting to get sweaters and stuff to like stay warm. Cause I think I only mm -hmm. brought like being from Northern California, it doesn't get, it gets cold, but like one, two sweaters are really all you need. And then you wear like a jean jacket over and you're fine. Mm -hmm. But like I, we were sleeping through like 18 degree nights Where? and in bend. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was there until like mid November. Okay. So it just got really, and it was actually, there was an early snow in September. So it, it was great seeing Shasta frolicking in the snow and it was so yeah. cute, but, um, I was like not wanting to spend winter in my van. Um, I'm such a wimp, like being born and raised here. Like it's just even like even Northern California is colder than here, but like, I just, it's the best thing that you can move and go someplace. Yeah, warm. for sure. But, but yeah, I just saw, I didn't have the patience anymore to, and like, I was actually getting like neck pain and back pain from making my couch into a bed and vice versa every mm. single, twice a day. Um, so finally I was like, once I realized that I was like, you know, it's not really worth it. And then I have all that storage under the bed. So mm -hmm. I actually, yeah, I, when I eventually maybe upgrade to a bigger van, I do want to get a pro master too. And definitely I'm like all about the fixed bed. Oh yeah. Like, I don't think I could do like a dinette. I actually would love to do something like Alexa's van. Those things van, are super but... cute, but they just, yeah. it's just like, yeah. I think Alexa I... did a great job, like having the little thing in front of the bed and then it can uh -huh. expand if she has, yeah. and she, I think it can be like a king size bed, which is insane, mm -hmm. but she's also a tiny human. So like it can stay small. And if there's no other people sleeping in her bed, like it's fine. I feel like I, had... I think I'm, I'm taller than her. I think she's only like five, four, five, five, and I'm almost five, eight. So mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I could <laughs> do that small of a bed, but yeah. especially with a massive dog. Giant dog. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this is, this bed is a little bit smaller than a full size mm -hmm. and we got so used to just being on top of each other, yeah. the three of us, that now <laughs> we have a f actual full size bed and it's like mm -hmm. as big as it feels like a freaking mansion. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but that's what I was saying about this van is that like mm -hmm. we, 
we spent so much time sort of like trying things out in different mm -hmm. places that I feel like there's, you know, and given d different people want different things. Yeah. But for us, th this fan couldn't be laid out any better. Yeah. And so I'm not taking the fridge out of it unless somebody wants me to. Yeah. Because it belongs there. Yeah. Um, I do wonder this though, because mm -hmm. I've only done two, like right when I finished the van, I took a trip up to see some friends in Santa Cruz and, and San Francisco without Colette because mm -hmm. she was in Germany. And and then I drove across the country without her. Mm -hmm. Both times I had spin with me. But I wonder if I lived in the van, even with this couch that's pretty easy to turn into a couch after you've been sleeping in it. Mm -hmm. I wonder if I lived in here by myself, if I would just leave the bed. Yeah, All that's the, the great time. thing about being like alone. And I was talking about this with Sydney. Like, being alone, you can literally just be a, like a piece of shit and just be like <laughs> dirty, like dirty dishes. And I haven't. Sh I think it's been like four days since I've showered, and uh -huh. like it's like you just don't care when you're alone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess if you're yeah close enough with someone, then you can kind of just stop caring together. But. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you have a second person to kind of help keep things clean and delegate all the jobs. But for me, it's like, I have to do everything. I have to do my laundry. I have to clean the dishes. Right. If I'm cooking, like that's like one thing that's like cool when you're dating someone, it's like one person cooks, one person cleans right. and you switch off and things like that. But it's like, I got to do everything. So mm -hmm. just make it a little easier. I'm like, eh, just leave the bed alone. But, yeah, yeah. but the storage, I like can't get over like under my bed. Um, especially like I got max tracks for Christmas this year and those take up like a huge area under my bed. Oh, right those now. are the things for like getting over hard yeah. parts. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. I do a bit of like backcountry. Well, not lately, but I do like those backcountry spots. So if I get stuck, like that's necessity. <laughs> yeah. So what about, um, what were you doing in Bend? Uh, I was working at a tap room, a really weird, it's called the Growler Guys. They're in, um, like gas stations and stuff. It, okay. The first one was the one I was working at. Um, but it's just like a growler fill station and then you can, um, you can get pints and like a, like a whole flight. And it's cool because they do have beers from all over the country. Um, where I worked, there was like 40 beers on tap wow. and some of them were international too. So as my first beer job, that was a really great learning place because yeah i just I had, no, I had no experience i knew what i liked and because i worked in wine i, I could kind of already pick up tasting notes um mm -hmm. so i started working on that um it took a few months when i was working in wine but like it kind of it translates pretty well um your palate just kind of develops but um but mostly it took like a month or so to get that job because I, I came in shoulder season but like summer is i think i think some, Summer and winter are their peak seasons because they mm -hmm. are so like that town's so outdoorsy. There's people going mountain biking and um, rock, oh Smith Rocks right there, so it's a huge rock climbing place. And even like slacklining, I'm I slackline a bit, so I'm I would love to. I'm trying to get into highlining, but um, so that's like a huge thing in the summer. And then in the winter, obviously, like all those winter sports, it's a huge like it's a it's a cool community of mostly young people yeah um and being I hear Napa, great like, things about i that. love it like I'm, I'm gonna go back there this summer because mm -hmm. i i went like late summer and started getting cold pretty quickly so i want to hope i might start heading up there towards like april did you go um, up there straight from straight from napa straight from napa yeah i went to descend on bend that was like the first okay. that was the first weekend of being in the van i yeah. went there i was trying to get going and make my way slowly up there the week before mm -hmm. but of course my van breaks down like the weekend i was moving in oh, no. <laughs> so um i had to tow it back this whole drama about um yeah it was like two and a half hours away AAA wouldn't drive me like no one would pick me up um so i had to call a private tow company 
and luckily I was I was mostly reimbursed, um, but I was like 10 miles over the 100 mile limit. Mm. And but I don't even think that was like the reason why they wouldn't pick me up. It was five o'clock on a, on a Saturday, and like I think just no one wanted to drive out there. Yeah, yeah sure. So I had to spend like 750 dollars out of pocket. Um, ho- and they didn't even guarantee that I'd get reimbursed. But mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm so stressed. I just want to get home. I want to go to my mechanic because he had looked over it two days before and said it was okay to drive. So I brought it back to him, and, and he cut me like he cut a break on like what the cost of, the, of labor was because like and this, I was actually I don't know if I'll bring it back to them because <laughs> it happened again this Christmas I was leaving oh boy there's a sound and the same, the same, same people, people yeah oh. and they're like really cheap and they're, I've had huge issues Sounds with mechanics like before <laughs> yeah but they're just so nice and I've just had really asshole mechanics because I'm a chick and it's and it's funny because a lot of my girlfriends they don't have the same issue but I don't know what it is about me if I like put off this energy to these man mechanics and they just treat me like dirt like mm-hmm. they yeah there was this one in my with my Mini Cooper I could only go to one mechanic in my town um, that did international cars and anytime I took it in like all this attitude and there was one time there was a pretty big issue and I it was like chugging its way to the mechanic like it was not good mm-hmm. and i come in he's like do you have an appointment and i'm like it's a mechanic not a doctor's office mm-hmm. <laughs> but i was like i don't need it back i just need it fixed like take your time and he was like oh okay and that like made him calm down a little bit but i think he thought i was just this like prissy girl just wanting this uh my van or my mini cooper fixed overnight and i was like yeah and i'm like no just please i just can't have it at the house i need you anytime you can and he actually fixed it in two days so it's like he made nice. all this huge deal yeah. about like me bringing it in without an appointment and yeah and I'm like and I said I was like it was an emer- I was like this literally happens today it's an emergency it's not an oil change <laughs> like mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not going to call and say if you can take me for an oil change like it's something that happened but yeah yeah you went to monitor buddy <laughs> come here yeah that's why I kept talking it to them though they're just so nice and like genuine and yeah he, like he also like explains to me like what he'll like show me the part that was like not working and like mm-hmm. that had to, he had to replace and like why he had to replace it and things like yeah. that so being like he's so genuine outside of like maybe not being the most skilled now that I've learned <laughs> so I probably won't bring it back to him um but I kind of know like I know a little bit more about my van and mm-hmm. um so that's the like the good the, the lessons you learn and <laughs> through that but yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So you recently got a um, you recently got a remote job, right? Yeah. What's that? Uh, I do social media managing for this firm out in Florida, and uh, this I had a my own, I, I do have my own client. It's um, it's really not much. It's like about five hundred dollars a month just for them, and then I ma- I make like kind of a normal part time salary for this firm. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's it took month like six months. Like I started looking before i think i did start looking for a job before i was in the van yeah <laughs> yeah this is how it goes <laughs> um but yeah hun- over 150 jobs applied to um, holy crap really yeah, yeah it's super competitive and i was i was mm-hmm. only searching on in- indeed so many other people will go through different job sites um but then i i did actually like indeed made it to and i think other job sites do this too but just the easy uh like a send out that like you fill out the application put all of your like your experience all your skills and it will like kind of filter out like thing like certain like alerts will pop up saying like oh it doesn't look like you're qualified for this job would you like to still apply and so sometimes if i saw that and if it was something it was just like different wording i would go back to my resume and like add in those things that it said i didn't have yeah um because it, there's like 50 different ways you can say like 
communications or sure, like, sure, things sure. like that. So like those random skills that like basically just all translate. Indeed. Was, I don't even know about this. Indeed.com. Never, okay. okay. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I haven't been looking for a job super hard lately, but I'm about to, so that's yeah, good to know. Yeah. And it's nice because I, so what I learned after a few months was that there's, because they send you updates after two weeks to kind of tell you how many people, they tell you how many people applied. Um, they'll ask, and some of them do actually, some jobs actually added an update today saying like, thank you for applying for this job, but they've moved forward with the hiring process and you didn't make it past this like level right. or whatever. So I'm the kind of person that's like, I want to get bad news. Like, I don't want to just be like, I don't want to hear anything. It's like, tell me that I didn't get it. Yeah, then I can, yeah. yeah, move on. Yeah, exactly. So that that's really nice for those jobs that do kind of update their Indeed. Um, but they also say how many people applied. So they do it like a two week update and they give you the numbers. And most uh-huh. of them are over like 650. Wow. The majority of them are at like 2000 applicants. So wow. the job I got actually, <laughs> there were 2000 people who applied to my job and I, once I started noticing at first how many people were applying to these jobs, I started setting updates and it was also just cause I was, I was on Indeed every single day. So it mm-hmm. kind of cut my work out of the, um, out of like my daily kind of routine. I'd get an email saying like, these are the new jobs that have been listed on Indeed yeah. for the day. And if there's something that they gave like very brief synopsis of what the job was. And if it looked interesting, I'd tap on it, read the rest of the details and save it. Yeah. And because Indeed saved my resume and I usually, I, I keep a few different copies of cover letters in my Google Docs um, and just like copy and paste it if mm-hmm. it's required. So if it looked like something I really wanted to do and knew, like obviously if someone gets uh, <laughs> gets 2,000 people applying to their job, they're not going to look through all those applications. Sure. So they'll probably look through maybe 200, but that's also kind of excessive still. It's probably 100. So being like one of the first pers- people to apply was, I think that's how I got this job was yeah. I got the update, you sent the email. You were just like on yeah. it immediately. Yeah. So, yeah. but I am also trying to, because my rate for social media management is actually higher than, oh, hi buddy. <laughs> it's, it's higher than what I'm getting paid for this job. So uh-huh. I'm trying to find my own clients and a lot of the people I'm like making content for is are like lawyers and um, insurance brokers and all these like very uninteresting things. And there was actually one, one's like a, is a bail bonds like right. company. And, and what do you want to be doing? Um, I just, so I studied environmental studies in college. So I'm really passionate about, especially if I'm more. <laughs> You're being very disruptive. <laughs> so rude. Do you think that, the, do you think that this is how a, a man dressed in a tuxedo all day, every day should act? <laughs> I don't. I don't oh, think this buddy. is how a man in a tuxedo should act. <laughs> um, my apologies. It's all good. This I have is, a dog. I understand. <laughs> this is only. This only happens all the time. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, um, yeah. So you want to be, if I'm going to work for like other brands, I want it to kind of like to be companies that I would purchase from sure. or like things that I would like that I find interesting. So I'm sending, I've, yeah, I'm sending out proposals to, um, like I actually got an email back today from a winery. They asked what my rates for. They might not be, I might not be in their budget, but it's just good that I got someone to respond. But, sure. um, so since, yeah, since I have a background in wine, that'd be a great thing for me. But also like I, the uh, brand I work for now is a skincare brand, all natural and stuff like that. So, um, but like cruelty free and not, um, natural like ingredients and just good for the planet, like things like that. Those are really easy things for me to talk about and like yeah. write content for. So yeah. 
Um, that's definitely what I'm kind of moving towards. And, but like long-term goals, I do want to write like articles for online magazines about like environmental issues or even like social issues. Um, because recently I started just, I'm very empathetic. So I've become very aware of all the like horrible things that are going on in the world to certain like, <laughs> groups of people. It's something I kind of ignored for a while. Like, cause I have the privilege of doing that, but it, um, I've kind of just been tired of like, I don't know, everything it's, there's so much stuff going on that just sucks. So if someone actually suggests that I should work for like the ACLU and I was like, I don't want to be a lawyer, but mm -hmm. like maybe if they need like a writer for, but I, I don't know, maybe once I get more experience and like stuff in my portfolio, that'd be good. Cause right now only writing I really have is for, I write blog posts for that skincare brands, um, like twice a month usually. Um, mm -hmm. And then I also write for my own blog. Um, and I have a couple pieces I want to start writing for Medium, and hopefully that like takes off a little bit because you can actually get paid through Medium. But cool. Yeah. That's good. Well, <laughs> in terms of ambition, uh, with with the whole van thing, mm -hmm. you said you want to go back up to to Bend this summer. But w mm -hmm. w like, what after that? What else? Well, before that, I'm actually so I'm probably I'm hoping to leave uh, this area in next two weeks maybe three weeks if like just with like money obviously like gas money is the only way you can get out of any place so um, <laughs> yeah uh, that's true but i'm wanting to go like up to ventura ojai and then joshua tree and then start making my way into arizona and cool. all those like desert deserty places because with shasta i can't she has said like a black i mean you know you have black dog like she her yeah coat, you don't want to be there when it's hot no and it's the van actually stays pretty cool and you learn like the kind of the temperature management, mm -hmm. but, um, I just don't want to put her through that. Um, and also I'm, I love going to places in the off season. So for sure. Yeah. That's like my favorite. Whenever I would travel internationally, like that's how I made a plan of like where I was going. When I went to India, it was the off season and uh -huh. it was so chill. Like it also wasn't hot. Like it's so weird that people travel to India in the hottest time of the year and it's miserable. So I yeah. was there, it was still pretty warm. It was like this temperature, but it was November and was yeah great but yeah i don't i just don't get it <laughs> yeah february in january february in san diego county is my favorite time of the year mm -hmm. um yeah we're i can't going imagine staying spend... here in the summer it's, like... it's not even that hot really in, okay. and in encinitas it's not but okay. we're going to we're going to colette's got a gig for a little short like month and a half gig in la mm -hmm. in like may and june mm -hmm. and i used to live in la in an apartment yeah, yeah. And I am not look. The good news is it doesn't get real hot until mm -hmm. like July. Yeah. But by real hot, I mean a hundred. Yeah. You know, still yeah, eighty. It's just that con like there's a lot more concrete. I feel like there too, and it just bakes. Well, and it's way more inland right here. We've got this microclimate where mm -hmm. for the first mile as you go inland, mm -hmm. eighty-four degrees is like really hot for wow. us in the summer. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, LA's 12, 14 miles inland when you're talking about like Hollywood and her gigs in Glendale. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's going to get. Um, so it's way different. I haven't been to Bend, obviously, in the summer yet, and I think it does get up to like 90. So. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to have to kind of keep things. I, luckily, I know people who live there. So I can like be like, hey, like Shasta needs to be inside. Like, can I come use yeah. your AC? Or, or like, I do want to go up to Washington. Um, so yeah, that's kind of. I'm probably when I'm leaving here. I'm going to go through Arizona, maybe like Utah, New Mexico, just do those states and then work my way towards like Colorado, maybe go through Montana and to Idaho. I want to go to Sandpoint again because yeah. um, I love that town and then go down Washington and to 
back to Bend. So yeah. that'll kind of be my loop and do some of the coast of Oregon. So that, yeah, if it starts getting too hot, I can just go towards the coast and mm -hmm. set. Yeah, I'm so it's really weird now having this remote job because before I was like I worked in Bend, I was intending to work here. Um, and then this remote job came through and um, <laughs> the yeah, so the, the freedom side of it is like really weird now because before i was planning like six months ahead because right. I, was like, I need to know where i am i need to like give myself time to apply yeah. to jobs in the area that i am but like one of my good friends he only plans like two weeks out in advance uh -huh. but i'm i'm a bit more like ocd about stuff like that especially like just with safe like safety reasons i want to know where i am and with Shasta, like knowing what we're doing where i can get her exercised and also know where i ha have wi-fi so i can do work now um but uh, now it's like I kind of know my month, yeah. next month or two months maybe max. So it's like weird not really knowing. That's rad. Super liberating, out, yeah. right? Yeah, it's uh -huh. it's it's yeah, it's a great kind of freedom. It's I'm surprised I'm not more anxious about stuff like that because I do get a little bit of anxiety You're a planner. about the unknown. Yeah, I'm a major planner, but I'm starting to let go a little bit more. Really? Um, I'm a planner, but I also I'm so I I'll like. I like having a plan, but I'm completely fine deviating from the plan. Like I'm not sure. so like stuck to it. That's not where I get the anxiety. It's more like thinking about the future and like what could be going wrong. Like, yeah, I have a whole, like I'm working on it. <laughs> I just think about things so much that I have to like check. I'm working on checking in with myself a bit being like, it's okay if that ha doesn't happen. Like don't just be here. I'm trying to meditate again. Cause that helped me a lot when I, a few years ago. So I need yeah. to like get back on that. <laughs> It's so interesting that you uh, that you have anxiety about the future because I feel like I feel like anxiety about the future is the main reason that the people that I'm close to who don't think this is a good idea living in a van yeah don't think it's a good idea you know yeah. it's the main it's the main it's yeah. the main problem that they have with it well there's a side of it because one of the side projects of being in the van and like traveling is I want to figure out where I want to end up and yeah. Bend is really high on that list of where I want to move to once I'm done being in the van but uh -huh. also it's funny because like that was the first place I went in the van and mm -hmm. I fell in love. And even my stepmom was said after, like when I said something about how I really liked the town, I was like, I feel like it's a little premature to say that like the first place I went is someplace I'd love to move and like live long term. Um, but she was like, yeah, I, I thought about Bend and I thought like with just the culture there and how it's very young and good restaurants and everything. Like she was like, I could see you moving there. But mm -hmm. um, at the same time though, like I haven't, my dad's from New York and I went to college in Florida, but I really haven't spent a whole lot of time in, and I did just go to, I went to Tennessee last year. My stepsister got married, um, out there. So like it's, I haven't seen most of the East coast. So. Yeah. I'm hoping to do, um, fall in New England this year. Um, Hell yeah. So that's, yeah, that's hopefully on the horizon. Um, but I wanted to do that last year, but of course I had, I was kind of hoping to get the remote job in like September. But Immediately. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. This never works out. Like it takes months and months to find something, but. Right. Well, um, how, how do the people around, how have the people around you reacted to the, the van thing? Family are completely fine with it. Like, really? the, yeah, my, I texted my dad when I sort of, when everything was falling through with San Diego, I think he was at work. I, it was my day off because we actually worked at the same winery. So mm -hmm. he had his two days off and I had my own, but I texted him on my day off and was just like, Hey, like, I want to talk to you about this, but like, just so you know, like, what if I got a van and moved into it and traveled for the next like year or two, maybe even three. 
and he was like, I think it's a great idea. He was like, but we'll, yeah, we'll talk about it. And he, um, yeah, he's, he, he told me, he's like, I'm always going to be scared for your safety, no matter what sure, you do. Sure, like, it course. doesn't matter that you live in a van, but he was like, I think this is a great thing for you right now. Cause you're single. You don't have kids. Like you don't, right. you're not your, in your career yet. Like this is the best time to do it because you don't have anything to lose. Mm -hmm. And you basically only have everything gained from right. what you're doing. So, wow. Um, yeah. He was really, he uh, was that's hyper supportive. Great. He's always said how jealous he is of like what I, what I've done. Like he, when he would drop me off at my college and this was probably half a joke, half not, but like my sophomore year, he drops me off in front of my dorm and there's one guy and three girls in bikinis. So he was just like, I did college wrong. <laughs> so he, he went to a culinary school in New York. Mm. So it's, and he's from upstate New York and okay. it's just so cold there. So there was not girls yeah. in bikinis up yeah. there, <laughs> but, yeah. um, then now like he, uh, he, and whenever I go travel, he's like, cause he hasn't really traveled much. He's gone, we've gone to Mexico a handful of times. My, yeah. and my mom did their honeymoon in Belize. So okay. he hasn't gone to Europe. Um, so yeah, there's just a bunch of stuff I think he like sees in my life. He like, He's never seemed to ever want to like hold me back, and he, I think he is like definitely living vicariously through me yeah. a little bit. So that's, but yeah, he's. I'm also the maybe one of the most responsible kids. There's only, it's only me and my brother and my stepsister now, but um, I they've never really had to worry much about me mm -hmm. um, because I've and part you of do that's, it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I do it for myself, but also like I was kind of forced to grow up pretty quickly, okay. like that whole thing with sure. my mom, or, yeah. like that really like i wasn't really able to be i was like 40 year old like 13 year old like mm. <laughs> like my mentality at that age was i was yeah always people always told me i was super mature i didn't date in high school because all i felt like all the guys were went to my school were dumb and it's like they definitely were um but so yeah they like they they know i worry enough for myself they know i'm really careful sure. um he was more i think more worried about me going to india than this sure um, of course yeah and it it makes total sense but at the same time and i i had this whole argument if he was going to be like weird about it um about like stalkers and like getting kidnapped and all this stuff and so it's like i had this whole argument in my head if he wasn't going to be on board with it but he i didn't even have to use it okay <laughs> so yeah it was so funny but and even my mom was super into it cause she likes to travel she's definitely pretty like free-spirited so she was into it um she was even like she has a little red mini cooper and she's like you're gonna see my mini cooper out the, like your back rear view mirror and i was like please don't <laughs> i'm good but it was nice. funny with my coworkers though they um some of them were really jealous um, of like everything I was doing at the winery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of them were a little confused, but I think for the most part, because it's it's California, like people are pretty like they've heard also. Well, the wine the winemaker at the winery I worked at did did it in the seventies for five years. Oh wow! So and I actually want to go. He lives in Mexico now, um, on a different doing a like retirement label basically down in um, Valle de Guadalupe. Uh -huh. And I want to go down and visit him and talk about that because he wasn't a deadhead. I don't know. Yeah, that's close. Yeah. Well, he, he wasn't. That's the funny thing. Oh, from here, yeah. Yeah. But it's just funny like because that's what I do know a few like a guy I went to college with his parents were deadheads and so I also they live in Kentucky so mm -hmm. I have this kind of side project of wanting to like he hear stories from people who did it back in the day. Back and, in the day. Yeah. And I found out my... Um, my dad's cousin, um, who I call my great godmother, because she's my godmother's godmother. Um, uh -huh. She went to Woodstock, so oh, I want to like talk. I'm sure either she did it even for a summer, or like she knows people who did it mm -hmm. back then. Um, so yeah, I just want to talk. Even like my mom knows people who like lived in boats back in the day too. Yeah. So I just think it'd be interesting because there's no like. I don't know if I'd make videos. Like I'm not super talent. Like the editing thing is like like so hard for me to do it's on tedious. youtube but um but i like to write so maybe i'll make it like a kind of interview based like yeah, project cool. um 
but yeah, because there's, there's no content really for those older people who used to do it. Like mm-hmm. there's so many interviews of people who do it now, but, um, they're harder to find. Yeah. And I mean, I know a woman that mm-hmm. did a cross country road trip at mm-hmm. least for a year in yeah. a Westphalia back in the sixties or seventies. Mm-hmm. And I've asked her to be on the podcast and that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy named Mark Masara who's mm-hmm. like one of the <clears throat> sort of godfathers of California coastal act, act uh, environmental activism law mm-hmm. and what's his name Mark Masara okay when I met him it was 2008 seven or eight and he then <laughs> was um, the Sierra Club's main outreach guy oh. and attorney yeah and he would go to every Ca- California Coastal Commission hearing <laughs> in a suit mm-hmm. but it was a road show. And it happens in a different county, and yeah. there are like uh, six different districts, I guess, in mm-hmm. in the coast of California. And he was on the road three, two, three, four weeks a month, mm-hmm. doing outreach between these coastal commission hearings. And he was living in a van, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. He's like the OG guy, and like he didn't have any of this like domatic yeah. refrigerators <laughs> and all of that stuff. It was yeah. really interesting mm-hmm. to talk to him, but. Um, <laughs> I'm a coastal policy nerd, so that mm-hmm. our conversation didn't have a whole lot to do with the, <laughs> yeah. the van thing. It was yeah, more true. It was more a lecture, like a like a uh, California coastal advocacy 101 sort mm-hmm. of thing. But yeah, I'm looking for those folks too. That's yeah. that's super cool that that wine guy is sort of expatriated. Oh, it's to... funny because he's from Brooklyn, New York too. No so kidding. it's like he's a really okay. funny character. And he showed me a photo of him when he lived in his van, like long hair, beard floral like bell sleeve shirt it's yeah. like so funny i think Very he actually cool. showed me a photo of his van it was like shag carpet and everything on the nice. inside it was really funny but yeah. righteous <laughs> all right well is there anything we didn't cover that you think needs to be is pertinent to the um to the podcast we should yeah, obviously your get show, your but... we should get your blog oh yeah oh, uh, it's my show but what but you totally fucked up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I just mean it's your show so like you you know all the stuff the the topics i guess to cover um the where do my, we find you? Uh, my blog and Instagram is sand, sun, saltwater. Um, okay. So it's .com for my website. Um, and I don't have Twitter. Yeah, it's, I just spend most of my time on Instagram and I'm trying to write more. Um, I, I just wrote that I wrote this piece about like internalized um, sexism in like being in a van. That's like something because I uh, noticed towards the end of my build, I wasn't taking charge of it. I was relying on my dad and um, uh. to like help me out because I didn't feel okay to use tool like certain tools because mm-hmm. like even like I love my stepmom even she would say like she'd get nervous when I mentioned something about the saw and um so that was just like stuck in my head about like girls and power tools so yeah it wasn't and I did most of my cabinets by the end of it because if I waited for my because he could only work on the van with me once a week right so to actually get things done, it took like four months to do it because I, for a while, I was just waiting for him to help cut the wood and like do these things. And uh-huh. finally, like I asked my dad, I was, he was because I said something. I think it was, I came back from uh, that week of the month with my mom, and he was like, Jesse, like I can't. He was like, I think the wedding stuff was starting to pick up, and for um, him and my stepmom, yeah, and then trying to prepare for their honeymoon. So he was just like, I can't work on this as much, like every Sunday for the rest of the month, like right. the wedding's coming. And so I was like, okay, show me how to use the jigsaw. Uh-huh. And so finally I like did it. And then it like pop, pops in my head. I was like, I was the only thing holding me back. And it was everything that I was ever told. Like, yeah, yeah. like it, yeah, I, I was like forced into it. So, um, and now like I've come across so many women that 
on my Instagram or I've met in person that have done their own van right. builds. Um, and one that actually she, re- her name's Whitney Whitehouse. She's a photographer up in, well, now she's in Colorado traveling, but she built, rebuilt her whole van's engine uh-huh. because it, it was probably going to oh, cost wow. like $16,000 or whatever, something, some huge ridic- ridiculous number. And it was like 10% of that because she did it herself mm-hmm. with her stepdad and like learned it. And now cool. I can diagnose everything in her, right. in her engine. So it was just like, yeah, so that I'm like pretty proud of that piece, but also like I don't know how like articulate it is. I I don't know, but at the same time I definitely have imposter syndrome and <laughs> need to check that. But yeah, that's certain some things that I write about. But. D- does it bleed? Uh, well, I I mean I always have this question, mm-hmm. and I didn't I don't feel competent or <laughs> I don't I, I, I don't I'm I'm scared to ask it. I guess okay is like does that does that internalize sexism or um overt sexism Mm -hmm. does it do you see it bleeding into your life in the van not just in terms of like when you associate with people Mm -hmm. who are also in vans um i know that i do get a lot of shock like sometimes because i there is and i've had this question they're like do you meet a lot of or i think someone said like there's not a lot of women alone doing it it's a lot of couples right and i'm like yeah it really is Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to surround myself with more like solo female travelers because i also do want to create more i've always been someone who's for whatever reason like connects more to guys and but i think if there's this like distance because girls get really close like we talk about everything Mm -hmm. so i think there is this thing in my head about that but there is um when i tell people i live in a van they Sometimes they do sometimes say like, well, when they see Shasta, they're like, oh, you're, you're fully protected. Like that's kind of one of the things that they right. say is like, you either need a man or a dog. Yeah, to exactly. You, right? <laughs> yeah. And I know so many people like Alexa doesn't have a dog. And I know so right. many people, I know a lot of women that don't or that do. I think the majority of women do have dogs, but honestly, I mostly got Shasta as like a companion more right. than protection. Mm-hmm. It was just, I chose a German shepherd because there was this added level of protection. She's a sweetheart, but potentially if something happens she would probably go after someone but she also has a very deep bark and it scares people off so that's like one of the big reasons why i got her but i and i know a lot of people like sydney has a uh she has a golden retriever and a chihuahua so Mm -hmm. a couple pretty sweet dogs but um i know a few that have like pit bulls and stuff but i think they're just like rescues so they just and they like pit bulls but i do notice it a little bit but it was a lot of at least with the build and certain things like that it was definitely kind of my own like things that I was raised with and mm-hmm. that I started believing about what my abilities were now like and I think I was also like I've always been a very careful person I'm definitely paranoid about getting injured I've never knock on wood never broken a bone I've mm-hmm. had oh sorry sorry spin <laughs> <You're awake now. laughs> oh, it's time to party oh, again yeah. huh <laughs> um but yeah, so I am paranoid about getting injured, but it didn't help that everyone was like, oh, what about the, the power tools, the saws, and like things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. No I'll link problem. your pod, uh, I'll link your website and your cool. Instagram and the thing. <laughs> and um, hopefully I'll be able to hang out. I've been working so hard on the van <laughs> that I haven't been down here hanging out with you guys lately. <laughs> Yeah, we're here pretty much every day. I might start hanging out in Carlsbad a little bit more. I need like I need to shower. So the next couple days. <laughs> What's I'm your gym? Shower, Planet Fitness. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's the closest one. Is it San Marcos? I think there is, is there one, one in San Carlsbad? Marcos, but there's one in Carlsbad. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I we're Planet Fitness and um, 24 hour, but I like Planet Fitness way better. Yeah. Yeah, I might add the other. I might add another gym um, yeah. to that. Ah! <laughs> oh, that was- <laughs> But yeah, because I hear it, especially like Planet Fitness is so new. 
it's not. There's more popping up, which is nice. But oh, at the same I mean, time, it's if like... you're going far though, mm -hmm. 24 hour doesn't exist off the outside of the East Coast hardly. I mean, the West Coast. Okay. Yeah. I like, think is it what any time that's more on the East Coast? Yeah, any time's all over okay. the place. Yeah, I know people who double up with Planet Fitness at any time. Yeah, but, those are the two. Well, I think any time is more because I might. I'm hoping to go to Canada. Maybe. Well, it's like an extra thing mm -hmm. if I have time this year. We got go a Canada. few Planet Fitnesses when we oh, went really? through Canada last year, mm -hmm. but they weren't there weren't a whole lot. Yeah. The Nordic Center in Canmore is awesome. You can mm -hmm. shower there for two bucks, and mm -hmm. you don't even need a membership. Cool. <laughs> all right, we did it. <laughs> all right, guys, we did it. We had a great conversation. Um, it's fun to hang out with Jessie. She's been around town for a while, and uh, we spent a decent amount of time together. Her dog is adorable and mischievous, just like mine. Uh, thanks so much for sticking around. If you've made it this far, I really appreciate that people listen to this podcast. And uh, next week, we will have another episode of From the Van on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>